0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse Conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this interview is with Cicely Rigdon. Although Cicely began her Disney career in the 1950s, in the 1980s she took over the Disneyland Ambassador Program. In this conversation from 2008, I was interested in finding out what Cicely looked for in an ambassador. I was joined in this conversation by Wendy Freeland Showman, who worked with and traveled with Cicely as the 1989 Disneyland ambassador. Cicely also spoke about the role of the front gate ticket sellers, which I found fascinating. In fact, Cicely was a ticket seller in her first role at Disneyland in 1957. Here's Cicely Rigdon.
1: I had these little get-togethers and, and to explain to them what it was about. Okay. You know, and I told them how, how how the process went. They came to the, you know, they they wanted to they applied to come to the, uh, uh, you know, selection, mm-hmm. and I'd make a schedule and tell them when they were coming. And they showed up at that time. And it didn't matter whether they came in costume; they didn't have to dress up. They could come in costume or dress up, or but they must speak up and let peop let the people on the panel know that they. Spoke well and and loud and not you know you've got to say exactly, you know. Well, I'm I'm a tour guide and my name is so and so and so, and, so. Mm-hmm. and I've worked at Disneyland for so many years. Blah, that's enough. I
0: right.
1: tell them all those little tips, you know, and then I'd say, okay, if you if you're going to come, I need to get your. your I know right now. So, and I'd make a little list, a little thing about it, how they were, what their name was where they worked, mm-hmm. how long they'd been there, and what date they should come for the interview, what time and what date, because oh. I knew already how many. And then we put together a panel, and the panel was usually, I think it was three or four managers out of marketing, yeah. Yeah. and myself. So it was marketing Now, I didn't make any decisions, okay. no. Mm-hmm. I might have been asked, did, did you think, that? do you know much about her as a tour guide, but mm-hmm. I never... I didn't want to be the one to make the decision because I had to take them afterwards and I didn't want them to think that I had said something about them, you know, wrong or right or wrong. So I said, don't ask me to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them questions and I'll listen, Mm -hmm. but I'm not making any decision. So that's the way we did. And then when we had got four that we thought were, that everybody thought was, Going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We took those four down to Florida okay. for a trip, mainly to see how they acted in the hotel and the meals, you know, at the table and so on, so on. So then I did have to, I did have to bring some kind of a report. I had to, you know, that was part of my job. Mm-hmm. And we met the four finalists also from Florida down there, okay. and they're ambassador coordinates, like me. and After that they came back and then uh, sometimes they chose the ambassador right there uh-huh. before I even got home.
0: Oh, do you yeah. mean that they told them the Div- yes, they, did. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Because
1: I cal- sure. one year I called oh. up and I, told, I called Ron Dominguez and, and I called Jack as well and I said, I-, I don't want them choosing our ambassador. That's not right. I said, you know, I think Dick knows what he's doing okay. But he should come up to to us. Then it's okay for him to choose the one down in Florida, but it's not okay for him to choose our ambassador. Right. So I said, either you come down here, or I'm bringing him home. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't like that.
0: So from so there-
1: then they brought we, I brought them home, yeah. and then we had another another. Um, they had to go. I think you went on television. Did you take a television picture of you then, or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and then. They had Jack and Ron and I don't know who who they had. They had three or four. Not me. I I wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. And then they chose, oh. uh, but they did call. They did call me in before they announced it and said, "What what do you think?"
0: Oh yeah,
1: which was very nice.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but but it, it was. I think he personally think it was a very fair. You know. And then usually what I tried to do was, for those girls who didn't win, uh, I tried to get – I had all the parents come to the thing, I always had the parents there, and each parent I got a corsage for, the ladies. I, and I got really nice people to come and announce it. I got well,
0: Michael, <laughs> Michael
1: Crawford, and I got stars if I could. My, Program was much better than the one before. They had it on the railway steps down. Oh, yeah. And I said, No, I'm not doing that. I spent a fortune. I mean, I had flowers everywhere, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. And oh, roses, yeah. you know, big roses that were yeah, given. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was to a cool performance. I did. Yeah,
1: I did. In front of the castle. And I don't think they liked it but too well, but Jack thought it was wonderful.
0: Very <laughs> good. See, I love Jack. I had
1: the best time. I had the best time doing that. I thought it was great. Just and then all fun, these, all the ones that did. didn't win, mm-hmm. uh, I got them to uh, tickets. Uh, I got them a place to go and have lunch yes. with with a hostess, with one of the t- uh, hostesses, uh-huh. and I gave them each a gift. So. Now
0: you were saying before we started, you were talking a little bit about what you felt makes a good ambassador. If you were to give someone advice in your day. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to be an ambassador? Well, first
1: of all, I would I would know by looking at them after I'd talk to them for five minutes whether they were going to make a good ambassador or not. Because, first of all, the first presentation is the most important. How they introduce themselves is by far the most important that they have to say. Because that makes people listen. Right. What did she say? Oh, you know. And so that, to me, is extremely important that they... I I think having a nice appearance is important too. I mean, you can't have someone with straggly-looking hair that isn't nice and clean or well-groomed, or you know, you can't have that, obviously. But that's that's taken care of before they even get to that stage. But for me, I think it means a lot to have somebody that can look you straight in the face and say, "I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so delighted that I'm uh, I'm being uh, that." you know, I, I'm in this contest for the ambassador. My name is so and so, um, and you know, whatever. Just say it out front. You know. Yeah. And then I think the next question is: is what do you think about Disneyland, and what do you think is important about Disneyland? Hmm. And then that see what they say about that. Right. Hmm. And to me, they'd have to say, well, you know, it's 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 the. It's the greatest amusement park in the world and it's for family entertainment, strictly for family entertainment. And while it was adamant about having everybody get the money's worth. It's not, ex- not very expensive. I'm talking about ten years ago. Um, and you, got, you would enjoy it immensely because there's all kinds of things for you to see and do. And if you wish to have tours, we have tours. We have young people that will help you. You know, everything that you could say that is good about Disneyland. Right. And if you have children that like the fairy stories all the stories about snow white we have snow white we have mickey mouse we have this we have that tell them you know about it yeah. Yeah. I mean I've heard people say well it's kind of like an amusement park it has a lot of characters and you know that doesn't do it does not do right. you know and if you're coming to disneyland you need to know that it's going to take you at least 4 or 5 hours to get around Disneyland and see everything there is to see you know, don't expect to come in there and leave in two hours and see it because you can't. Right. I mean, they need to know what they're going to pay for.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: When I had the tour guides, we used to—if they were not busy right then, but we knew they were going to get a tour eventually—we could, we could tell by noon whether we were going to need as many tour guides as we had there. Mm-hmm. If they'd already had one, too. we would send them home. Oh, you know, we took all the information, telephone calls too, yes. in our office. So they were busy doing that too, but um, I had to decide whether we were going to go home or not after four. See, we only un- promised them four hours. Okay. If they had a lot of, of, if they'd been there a long time, then we tried to get them eight hours. But usually, it was we promised them four. Okay. So if if the, if we had a lot, if we had tour guides left and people were not coming in in the afternoon, then they would they would they would go home. But we always kept two or three tour guides out front. Not to sell a guided tour, but to talk to people about what it meant to buy a five, ri- uh, a three, uh, was it five rides or 15, yeah. five ride book or a 15 ride or whatever was up there, and explain to them, you know, if you buy this book, you're going to get five attractions, and these are the, the ones that are the most expensive, and then you can buy more tickets inside if you need them. But if you're going to buy the cheaper book, then you will get less tickets. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to explain, but I right. borrowed books from, from uh, cash control, took them into the training program, gave them to each girl and said, now you have to know what those tickets are for. You have to. You have to know. And you have to tell the people when they ask you, tell me about the tickets up here. You can tell them about the tour, but you also have to tell about those tickets right. because We had a reputation of trying to sell the guided tour out front. That's what the ticket sellers said. And I didn't want that. I didn't want that. That's not what they were out there for. Dick Nunes used to go out there all the time and ask, what's in the 15-ride book, or what's in the 10-ride book, Mm -hmm. and how much is it, and how much is that? And they all knew, see. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was going down to Florida to train, they invited me to go to Florida to train the ticket sellers. And the tour guides. One of the ticket sellers that had been there a long time, Dick told me this, went to Dick and said, why are you sending her to do the ticket seller? She's not even a ticket seller and I've been one for so-and-so-and-so-and-so. He said, because she's the best trainer in the park. Now that's a nice compliment. And I didn't do that. See, These girls did it. They listened to what I said. That's, that's the secret. You have to hire people that will listen to what you say and do what you say. Yes. Am I talking too much? No.
0: no. Oh,
1: <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.